Welcome to What Are You Sporting About podcast, a podcast about business, employment, sports, and entertainment to help educate, support, and guide you to your next level. Here's your host, Attorney Savania DeBarros. Hi, welcome to this episode of What Are You Sporting About? Let me share a quote with you really quick. On average, millionaires invest 20% of their household income each year. Their wealth isn't measured by the amount they make each year, but by how they've saved and invested over time. And that quote is by Ramit Sethi. Unfortunately, most of our pros prior to, during, and after are struggling with finance. So we have a financial advisor on the call today who happens to be a former professional football player. So let me introduce you to Otis Hudson. Good morning, Otis. Good morning. Please introduce yourself and tell us what led you to the financial industry. Well, my name is Otis Hudson. I'm a financial advisor with Merrill Lynch. I was born and raised in Chicago, Illinois. Um, I played for the Cincinnati Bengals and Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I don't know what led me to finance was I wasn't sure what I wanted to do after football. And a close friend of mine from college, we played college to get football together, asked me to join him, you know, in a financial firm. And I said, okay, you know, and I did. And, you know, ever since then, I've been a financial writer. So tell us a little bit about your experience, Otis, if you can remember, um, about being drafted. Um, well, draft day. Um, a best friend of mine from Minnesota came up and we was on our way to the mall because I was going to have a draft party, you know, later at night. Um, everybody started calling me and I was like, what's going on? They was like, oh, you just got drafted by Cincinnati. And I was like, oh, really? <laughs> then Amigos called me and said, yeah, we just selected you in the fifth round. Um, I don't know. It was kind of like, you know, okay, great. You know, let me get on to my party. <laughs> So, I mean, that was, you know, pretty much my experience. I didn't think too much of it. So, did you go into the pros with the plan? Like, did you have this thought out? Uh, I think my my plan, my plan was to not go back to where I grew up. Um, you know, growing up in Chicago wasn't the easiest for me or my family. So, mm-hmm. my whole plan making it to NFL was just not to go back to where I grew up. So everything else just kind of fell in place. And, you know, so part of what are you sporting about is that's the crux of this book is to regardless of where you come from, we all want to advance in our lives and we don't want to end up in that same situation that we were all fighting to get away from. Um, and you, you just, you hit the nail on the head. Um, so what did you do while you were a professional athlete to make sure that you set your life up in a way where you didn't come back home the way that you left? Well, once I got drafted, my sports agent and a close friend of mine who runs a business, uh, we sat down with a financial advisor and, you know, we asked him these questions and he put, you know, a plan in place for myself and, it was a good plan, and you know that's what I did. I hired a financial advisor before I got my first check from the NFL. I set a budget, you know, from my cars to my living, you know, to my training and things like that. And I just stuck to my plan. And you know, once I retired in the NFL, I had a nice nest egg, and I was able to travel and do things I want to do. 
um, after football. That's important. Um, you talked about setting budgets. I spoke with a another financial advisor probably like three days ago now. We were on this networking call. And one of the things that he shared with me was in 20 years, he had never seen someone with a very low credit score than this um, professional athlete who walked into his office needing a professional advisor. And when he suggested that maybe this person should go on auto pay so their bills can be paid on time, their their financial handler, whomever that could have been, um, became upset and said, no, that's not going to happen. Why? Tell us why it's important for these athletes to implement, and not just an athlete, but anyone, to implement budgets um, and strategic financial plans for success. Why is that important? Because life happens, um, and your budget keeps you on path for success financially. And when life do happen, you can, you know, tackle those tasks and still, you know, still stay on, you know, you can still stay, you know, on your path to success financially if life do get in the way, you know, maybe you had a, a big expense that you had to come out of pocket for and you can, you know, pay those things without having to dip into your savings too much. So if you create a budget for yourself, you know, you maintain your, your living expense and your living lifestyle and you can take cash out when you need to pay those big expense and not put a big dent in your pocket. Right. <clears throat> and we're seeing life happen now, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. things that are completely out of our control, you can't do anything about it. You know, businesses are shutting down left and right. Um, regular everyday people are having troubles making ends meet because they probably have never had a budget. Um, the little money that they did have is now, you know, it's gone or their wages are, it's lost, whatever they were dependent on it is being held by a thread. And so setting this budget, um, whether you have millions or hundreds, will help you to maintain your own wealth, right? Um, What are, outside of some of the things we've already discussed, what are some dangers that you believe pros or business owners will face if they don't take initiative to monitor their accounts and set financial budgets? I think the danger is that they can overspend um, because sometimes we tend to spend and not know how much we are spending at the time because we're just having a good time. Um, And I think as a professional athlete, this is kind of off the topic, but I think we have to find that balance, you know, in life once we exit the sport. Uh, Because I know when I exit the sport, even when I talk to some of the vets, it was very hard. You know, because we're so sheltered in the game of football, basketball, yeah. whatever it may be. And now you have all these random people that could just say anything or come up to you and just start a conversation. And before you didn't have that, so it kind of put you, you know, it kind of put you in the bag like, oh, what, what's going on here? Right. And I don't know, you, you have this emptiness once you leave, like, sports. Mm-hmm. And you tend to, like, you know, I, I mean, I did when I first left. You tend to spend more than what you actually want because you're trying to fill that void. Um, but I think if you if you could find that fine balance once sports start to end for you, I think you'll be okay financially, you know, personally and everything else. Yeah. And, you know, and that kind of takes us into another conversation. But I do believe that a huge part of knowing where you want to go begins with your purpose, because your purpose will always lead you to where you need to be. Right. And so 
with while you're in your sport as a professional athlete, holding true to your purpose, true to your authenticity will always lead you to that purpose post sports. Now, that doesn't mean that there won't be some struggles transitioning from that, but at least it may help to, you know, um, iron that, you know, create a balance, so to speak, so that you don't feel the emptiness that you experience, Otis, and that so many other people feel. Um, and I do think just based on research and talking to other other professional athletes, um, part of that emptiness for a lot of people is because that finance, that that financial wealth is not there anymore. One person said to me yesterday, actually, that some of the fastest people to wealth are our young African-American athletes. But we can't hold on to it because we haven't set the proper guidelines in place to protect that wealth. So before we end with you, give us just some advice or tips that you feel are necessary for people to implement right now where they can start to build wealth or protect what they already have? Well, the first thing they need to do is hire a financial advisor or anyone in their circle that actually have their best interests in mind, um, not someone who's just going to say yes to them and just looking for, you know, handouts. Um, I think that's very important. Um, they have to ask questions when they do hire, hire a financial advisor, like, you know, why are you investing in this fund or that fund? Like, you know, if I was to stop playing sports today, would I be okay? You know, they, mm-hmm. this have, and that financial advisor should become, you know, it should be like, it should be like family because I still talk to my advisor today that I hired, you know, 10 years ago, you know, right. they should become family and it's okay to tell family. No, because I always felt that if I run out of money, I'm not there. I can't, you know, help my family out financially. Um, so if you are a professional athlete that make millions and do have to provide for, you know, their extended family, you know, set a budget like this mm-hmm. year, I'm, you know, every year I can afford to give my, you know, family members this amount of money and you don't have to give it to them all at once. You know, you could give it to them a little bit, you know, just drip on them, you know, like yeah. set them up for like automatic payment. Like this is your budget each month. You know, if you run out of money this month, I can't do anything about you. Um, if someone asks you for money, <laughs> yeah. if, no, for if someone asks it's you for money, truth. if someone asks you for money, you know, give them a 30 to 60 day rule. You know, yeah. like if you need this money in 30 or 60 days, you know, I will give it to you. But if you don't, you know, you're just asking me for money just to ask me. Right. Um, you know, I, you know, I had personal experience that I had guys that I played football with ask me for money because they was in Miami vacation and I wasn't going to mm-hmm. give them that. So I just think that's, that's create a circle. You know, if you, if you're a guy that make millions or you don't make millions, just have somebody that's actually of your best interest in mind and, you know, a lot of financial advisors are slick talkers. You know, mm-hmm. it's part of it's just part of the game. It's part of life. Right. Um, but you have to you have to stay on top of your finances as well. Um, it's not hard to write a check if you don't right. know how. You know, learn mm-hmm. or ask someone that you're close with to you know teach you like how to write checks, how to pay your bills, things like that. Mm-hmm. I don't think you know someone should give someone else you know power of attorney over their money because once people start paying your bills for you it's easy for them to steal. Correct. Um, Correct. And I think, you know, the big question that we should ask is like, why, you know, when we financial advisors, because a lot of us do work with financial advisors, why a lot of the advisor clients that go broke as professional athletes? 
you know, like you don't see their doctors, their lawyers, their business right. owners going broke. Like, why are we the only ones going broke? Right. Um, and if they can give us a, a, a legit answer, like, you know, you're going broke because of this, this, that, then it's okay. That person is right for you. But if they can't give you a real answer, then, you know, you need to buy someone else. Right. And Otis, you like literally just dropped diamonds on us um, because everything that you said is very, very, very true. And I want to address something really quick about this power of attorney. If most of you don't know, power of attorney is a legal document that gives someone authority to act on your behalf. But what most professional athletes don't understand is you do not have to sign a power of attorney, which we call a POA, for someone to act indefinitely or to cover every single thing. Um, I can understand signing, having a power of attorney for someone to do a particular thing. You know, if you were purchasing a house, but you were abroad, for example, but the closing is to happen, you know, the second week of your vacation, you're away, you know, that may be prevalent to say, okay, you have power of attorney to sign on my behalf just for this thing. But what most people are doing is giving power of attorney for folks to have control of their complete financial um, life. And when it's all done and said, you don't know what has happened with your financial wealth. So thank you so much, Otis, for joining me today to talk about financial wealth and why it's important for professional athletes or other people who are possibly opening a business or thinking about creating their own brands. Your information has been very valuable and we hope to talk with you again. Thanks for joining us this week on What Are You Sporting About? podcast. Make sure to visit our website, prosportlawyer.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or whatever your favorite platform is so you'll never miss a show. And while you're at it, if you found value in the show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or iHeartRadio. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. If you like this show, you might want to check out our book, What Are You Sporting About? Attorney Savania DeBarros is available for private consulting at sldebarros.com. And remember, we're here to educate, support, and guide you in your journey to success because we're all sporting about something. Thank you.